Hello, everyone. Podcast. What are you, fucking retarded? The views and opinions expressed on this podcast aren't reflections of I'm Not a Rapper, MBMMC, Dollar Tree, Black Hitler, Food Stamps, Tyler Perry, KFC, and the Jewish people. <laughs> People don't do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've, done, I've done it in the past to the park police because all they do is give you a citation. See, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Right. I don't do it to the real cops. Yes, that was even. That's fucking even, Kevin. Yeah. You got backup. Yeah, we have a white person to counter the white stuff we think all of you guys. <laughs> I tell them so not even he can no, say, we, no, that's not true. That's here's the messed up part. It's all true. We don't have to. That's the problem. Exactly. That's yeah, the yeah. inherent problem yeah, that's in our what I'm system. Saying. Like, I got a lot of accounts about parking tickets. <laughs> it's like, what? I uh, don't even get this stuff. Well, I'm sorry. We're still introducing people, right? Yeah, so we still introducing people. So, <laughs> I guess who we have here today. Introduce yourselves. I'm Stephen Tucker. I'm the producer of the Philadelphia Independent Film Festival and head of our creative projects development. I'm Ben Barnett. I'm the festival director and the founder of the Media Bureau. And the festival. And the festival. Coming out. Yes, the uh, the owner of our home studio that, that we love so much. <laughs> Here, here. We finally got a chance to bring him on the show. Finally. Rest in peace, yes. home studio. <laughs> yeah. I'll have a moment of silence for media, bro. Well, 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 just the building. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just 15 building. years. <laughs> we were there just for the 15 years, and we just closed the shop yesterday. Oh. Yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Moving up to bigger and better things. Exactly. New studio coming soon. Week, mm-hmm. week. Yep. <laughs> yep. Stay we'll posted. come back on the show here and let you know. Be cool. <laughs> Actually, maybe you'll have a new home there. Exactly. <laughs> Well, as soon as we land after the fest, which is coming up in a few days, it's definitely priority for us. So, you know, pulling up after 15 years, four days before our fifth festival is an interesting, interesting time, to say the least. H-Y-F-R. What's that? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> he quoted Drake. Yeah. I, I always would have used the term foobard. Foobard? Yeah. Fucked up beyond recognition. <laughs> <laughs> or all repair. I remember that. Or all repair. Yeah. I'd rather just say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather just say that. <laughs> so, guys, please tell our listeners about, you know, what do you guys do here in Philly? Because, you know, what do you pretty much tell us about this? Yes, uh, Okay, um... What do we do in Philadelphia? Just um, period, all around. What do you, what do you do? For our listeners that you know, probably never heard of 
Everybody should take a seat. Mm-hmm. Have a seat. going to go for a while. <laughs> well, all right. Well, I'll just stick with the Media Bureau since we just moved out of our property after 15 years. But essentially, uh, Media Bureau was and still is um, a central location for independent film, music, and politics. So we've been writing, producing, and directing independent film and politics, uh, mainly live for the internet or recorded for the internet since 1997, uh, bringing in artists from all over the world, uh, bringing in politicians from all over the country, uh, working with some of the best top Grammy Award winning musicians down to the localist local level. Uh, we produced over 2,500 shows in the studio, uh, most live and on the internet. And, uh, and then as the years kind of went on, we decided to sort of um, branch out, I guess you could say, and create more of a, a product, so to speak. And there's two products here on the table. One is uh, the Philadelphia Independent Film Festival, and the other one is Take Action News. Uh, Philadelphia Independent Film Festival brings a global film audience to Philadelphia uh, to screen independent films at... Uh, National Constitution Center, Franklin Institute, Pennsylvania Academy of the Fine Arts, uh, First Unitarian Church, Raven Lounge, um, and we really try to foster a dialogue between these filmmakers and the local film and music community. So the, the, the whole goal is to really get everybody together. Uh, and it's been very successful for us. And this year we're looking at pre-ticket sales have beat all four years uh, already. So we're really looking great for the fifth year. Um, really excited for this. And uh, Take Action News, the other um, project or product, depending on how you want to call it, um, is an application environment that enables users or people to connect to the United States Congress's database. Uh, we work uh, in, to take investigative reporting to a different level. So not only do we report news um, from the top of the line from D.C., where we have our, our main office, um, we look to actually provide you, the reader, uh, take action opportunities. So if you read that article, not only you read it, you have the opportunity to actually interact within the context of that article. So that might mean simply calling the congressperson, but it also might mean um, calling, writing, emailing somebody that you probably would never have known to do or forwarding the article to groups. Um, so we've really enabled people to take action here, uh, which to us is really the crucial. Exactly. Or just read it and move on to the next article, you know, and maybe hit a link or something. So I wish I could do something about that, you know, but now they can actually do something. Exactly. Take action. I mean, that's that to us is what this 21st century is all about, and this is what people are doing now. Everybody's got, you know, devices. Especially right now. Yeah, especially right now with this global economic crisis. There's a lot of turmoil out there, and... Our news reporting for the last 13, 14 years have culminated into a partnership with um, a great group of investigative reporters, Charlie Charlie Mitchell, who's a former editor of Roll Call, uh, David Schuster, who's an Emmy Award-winning investigative reporter, Dr. Alan uh, Rosenblatt, who is our social media ombudsman and one of the top uh, social media uh, advisors to the Democratic Party uh, and their affiliates. Uh, so the combination here has just created uh, just a fantastic capability for anybody to really get involved in the political process. So that takes us to what we feel we are doing best as Media Bureau is taking the Philadelphia Independent Film Festival, bringing it to the people, and Take Action News is bringing politics and news to the people. Now, I have a question about Take Action. 
how did you exactly, I guess, get into that? Where did that idea brainstorm? Because it's, it's a brilliant, it's such a yeah, brilliant yeah. idea. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I have to give, I mean, look, like, from Media Beer's standpoint, and what we've been doing is politics. We're the first ones to do the first live internet broadcast in 1999 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We did mayoral debates. Uh, we were at the Constitution Center in 2004 doing online interactive forums, mainly geared towards the youth. But I have to really say is in 2010, I was hired um, as the new media or digital media strategist for PA2010.com. We became, excuse me, we became the top political website in that federal cycle, beating the pants off of uh, the Inquirer, the Allentown Morning Call, Pittsburgh's Gazette, like all the big papers out there, and really became the focal point for what was happening in the political space. So obviously 2010 was a huge election, um, and we became the top, you know, go-to site. So with that, um, I was contacted by Charlie Mitchell down in D.C., who had been following along and knew some people, and uh, they actually hired us. Uh, and then we formed a partnership down there called You Govern, and um, really brought in what I think was 12 years of our experience to help them take their their idea. This is really Charlie Mitchell and Paul Singer, who's now the political editor at USA Today. Uh, it was really their brainchild. Uh, and then they brought us in because they felt, I, at least I hope this is what you, you guys believed, <laughs> is that they felt that we could really take this out into the entire country and model, after the PA 2010 model, state to state what they wanted to do. Uh, and then we all came up with the idea of take action news. Um, it's kind of funny, man. So, so I met Ben a year ago, a little bit over a year ago, and I was doing the same stuff. <laughs> and we met, we met over at Honey Sit and Eat, and immediately festival sponsor, like. Ding, ding, ding. Um, Immediately, I was just like, oh, my God. I'd been doing it for five years. I'm young. I'm trying to get my my stuff going. And meeting Ben, it was like, holy crap. Like, that's it. So my background, um, I started off as a theater tech, worked my way through the industry, doing a lot of sound. Um, Landed a job at the New York Times for a year and a half where I built their... um, They have a theater in their new headquarters, and I built that theater and ran... Uh, private events, a, a series called uh, Times Talks, which takes, which matches journalists from the Times with the the topmost people in different industries, and so we did film screenings, we did uh, politics, obviously, we did uh, war reporting. Um, at that venue for for a year and a half and that afforded me uh, the ability to start my first company which was social insecurities and our tagline was act against inaction Um, and we were a non-profit film company dedicated to creating socially relevant uh, political fictional films so taking the documentary activist mindset into an entertaining film. So the first film we made was called Freedom. It's about a social worker who grew up in the subway tunnels of New York, and you don't find that out till the end of the film. Um, and he basically deals with the bureaucracy of working as a social worker. Um, I'll tell you, you'll, you'll find out later how he got to that story by watching the film. You can find it on my website at productionshd.com. So that was my first film, and then... Um, after the last five years, it kind of 
took off. Um, I still had my background in sound engineering, so I would fuse music into what I was doing by either mixing, managing bands, uh, creating music videos. I um, created a show on AboveTopSecret.com, which is a political and conspiracy theory news forum. Um, created a show on there called Street View, where we went around the streets of New York City um, interviewing people on the different top threads that were coming up on the site. Uh, and then I, I did a lot of stuff. I did probably 15 to 20 different music videos for Warner Brothers and um, Atlantic Records, a uh, handful of artists. Um, I just got back. I went to Brazil to shoot a documentary about the death of Bossa Nova music called Chega de Sadaoji, A Moment to Relive. Um, I'll be going back to Brazil in November to finish that. I was in Israel for three months after I was in Brazil working on um, a handful of short films, music videos, and covering a lot of the protests that were happening in Tel Aviv. A lot of people don't know this, but before the Occupy movement started in New York, um, there was a movement that happened in, I believe it was June of last year, in Tel Aviv, where they had 20% of their population on the streets. They had over 200,000 people living in an Occupy situation on Rothschild Avenue in Tel Aviv for over two and a half months. And I got there in November after that was going on, but we had a handful of different actions. Um, and then other than that, really what I really do, this is all the political kind of activism stuff that I channel through music and film, but my passion is really designing and producing narrative films. So I have uh, a mobster movie I'm working on right now and a TV series that's taking place in, here in Philadelphia called Nobody's, which we will be shooting in August. So going back to kind of where I started, meeting Ben and kind of working with him last year, I realized that, A, what he was doing is, 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 is first of all, a successful you can do that. Like, you just heard me rattle off 15 different things. In my whole life, people were telling me to do one thing. I said, no, I want to do all these things. That's what Media Bureau was doing. And uh, coming into the festival, being able to see what Ben was talking about, this dialogue and this connection between all of these people who are striving for the same thing. Like, everybody involved in the festival is independent artists hustling, having a day job to be able to fund their films. And so that's a community that I draw from and that I want to be connected to. So the festival is a hub for that. Um, and then it branches out. And, and this is where you can do multiple things. Like this year we have a film called Bailout, um, which is a political documentary. Uh, it's kind of funny. It's also entertaining. It's about a guy who's a patent lawyer for 16 years, gets laid off, wakes up, sees the bailouts happening with the banks, gets upset and decides to default on his mortgages and his loans. Saves up the money, buys a Winnebago, and takes his four best friends to Vegas to blow all the money. And that's the film that we're starting off the festival with. That's starting off the festival. And then how this gets back to politics is Sean Fahey, the director of that, is in Cairo right now. I just got off Skype with him before I got here. And he is covering the election and doing a documentary. So while we screen his film, he's going to Skype in live from Cairo at the election. So this this ability to fuse these things, these current events, these projects that people make a year ago, 
you know, all the things that are going on right now and everybody trying to fix them, that's what we try to hone into the festival. And after that, people branch out. People meet at the festival, go out and do it. The festival becomes a hub for that. The festival becomes an action plan for that. And that's what I do, and that's why I'm here. All right, now let's talk more here. about the Independent film festival. Let's talk more about that now. Let's talk about the time. PI5. And also. PI5. before our pre-ticket sales are we've already surpassed our entire ticket sales of last year uh, you know we're just we're just really excited we're really psyched we have people coming in from all over the world for this fest it's such an under the radar thing when yes. you compare it to you know maybe the Philadelphia Film Festival which just really like achieves a different marketplace out there which is why I think we do so well is that there's really no even accidental poaching or so to speak off of each other so they were just really psyched, you know, the enthusiasm here. We've got over 30 volunteers this year. Uh, we're at the Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Arts. We're at the National Constitution Center, Franklin Institute. Our box offices, the uh, First Unitarian Church at 22nd and Chestnut. We're at we the have Raven three Lounge. screening rooms in that. In three that screening venue. rooms, live music. We're going to have some surprise music, hopefully, on Friday. We've got all types of things going on. And just really, just really excited that the filmmakers are just really excited. Absolutely. So they're coming in from all over the world. And the, another, a, a cool thing about the filmmakers coming in is that we notice is that a lot of the Philadelphia filmmakers who left for like LA and New York are all coming in. So it really brings sort of a local appeal in that if you've got a filmmaker who's living in LA and making films and they're flying back, there's no better way as a local filmmaker or musician to meet these type of people and make that type of connection. And that's something I, you know, we're really proud about. So, yeah, we're really looking forward to it. The venues are excited. We actually programmed with the venues this year, which was a little bit different than we normally did. So usually it's just a, a deal with the venue. This year they're really interested in the actual programming, so we looked to program in context of what their programming was. So, and Franklin Institute and Constitution Center are really enthusiastic for that. And it's, it's an honor, frankly, to be there. And PAFA, I mean, these are world-class, you know, old institutions that really don't need us, per se, at least from my opinion. But, you know, in their opinion, you know, we bring an audience that they probably simply would never have got. So, you know, there's definitely value for them and us. And uh, they're really, really supportive. It's, it's been excellent. I think another important thing... Um, this year is a for the last four years our, our hub has been at the media bureau right. and this will be the first year we're not at the media bureau so what we did instead was we honed in and made our hub center city so you can pretty much walk this whole festival you know so you start at the national constitution center you walk up to, you can hit PAFA on Broad, then you walk up, then you hit the Raven on Sansom, then you walk over and you hit the Franklin Institute, and then you walk back over and you're at the First Unitarian Church. So, uh, and again, the dates are the June 20th to the 24th. 
Um, and then, so so we were honing in on Philadelphia because. Philadelphia is an incredible city, and and for an independent film festival, this is the land of independence. This is where it all started. And by having the National Constitution Center, like, that's what we're doing. So, you know, the last year you've seen all of these movements happening, the Arab Spring, the Occupy movement. It was like, for us this year, it was like, now we have all these films covering that, talking about that in other ways. Let's hone in here where our country was born and see where we can go. You know what I mean? And I think the dialogues that people are going to be having because of these films are at the festival and all the people that are involved are going to create something that's going to knock our socks off. So, other than, you know, independent film, the Philadelphia Independent Film Festival, and also the project, you know, you mentioned, Steve, what are some of the other projects you Ben and Steve, you guys are working on currently, or this coming up? I manage, I manage two musical projects, two bands. One is the Harmonica Lewinsky's, based out of New York. Um, they are playing the festival, they're playing Closing Night. They're a really kick-ass, kind of punk, bluesy crazy band um, yeah a lot of energy and then uh, another artist I manage is Luke Elliott um, and he's kind of like a Nick Cave bluesy whiskey blues I'd like to call it um, other than that I'm finishing that documentary and uh, I work with Palinopsia Films and, and filmmaker Jeff Curran um, we have a short film that's actually going to play at the festival called Nausea he and I are working on a feature that's about three years out right now and then uh, the two main projects on my bill are this TV series called Nobody's and um, this based on a true story mobster film based in Philadelphia and Canada I'm just hoping Steve gives me a job now that I sold the property. So. <laughs> yeah, Steve, can you give me a job? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, if you want a job, please uh, send your emails to I have too much shit to do. <laughs> dot com. Yeah, that's not a real email. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I tried. I was, I was that. He's like, yeah, I tried that. <laughs> Well, I mean, for me, is is actually working on some of these projects with Steve. Maybe you know is more on the producer level, but um, really the festival is a twelve month job. Yeah. So, and now that we're uh, hitting our fifth festival, we're looking this year. We'll probably pick up anywhere from one to twenty films that we'll look to help distribute. So that's our big new thing this year to announce is that we're going to actively pursue distribution with some of these filmmakers. Uh, every year, we've got dozen, I'd say two, three dozen filmmakers. They'd ask us what we can do for them. So this year, we're actually going to give them some information. I audio. Um, I use my audio. And then we have... Um, BMI. Thanks. MTV has bought my stuff. Good to know. Sorry, cool. just trying to make a buck. No problem, man. No problem. Uh, and then Take Action News, which is right now, actually, we are live on uh, We Act Radio, which is 1480 AM down in Washington, D.C. We're syndicated out in Ohio, Chicago, California, um, really, I'll, I'll be jumping in. I'm the managing director of that site. I'm also the the chief micro blogger. So um, that that's you know it's it's a 24 seven job um, with the type of reporting and everything. We broke the story, for example, out in Wisconsin uh, during the uh, Wisconsin governor recall uh, that the FBI was investigating the governor and was actually a target of the investigation. 
uh, you know, we quadrupled all our numbers within minutes. So it's the type of reporting that we're producing is going to probably take up a whole heck of a lot of time and effort and everything. So I could see myself really focusing on that uh, as well. And we'll actually have uh, bringing this film and political stuff together. That'll be something that we'll actually be doing a lot of as the year as the year unfolds. I think another important thing too is the whole twelve-year plan of the festival. Um, this year, as I was traveling in Brazil and Israel and around, I was looking for filmmakers to bring back into the festival. Mm-hmm. And we have this platform for the fest is really a nurturing program that lasts throughout the year. So we have, aside from this fest, we'll probably be screening at a lot of the venues that are at our festival throughout the year. Right. So we'll use this as a platform for new filmmakers and old filmmakers to come in and give them a place to screen. Um, the Philadelphia Underground Film Forum, which uh, Ben founded kind of before the fest, right? Yeah. And then yeah. the fest kind of spawned out of that, is is constantly going on. We have a group of people that come meet and discuss filmmakers. Um, those are both filmmakers and people who like to watch movies. If you want information about that, contact us, and as we have meetings, we'll let you know. Um, but really, for us, it's about being a place for filmmakers to come as a resource and produce projects, make projects. Um, even though my bill's really big right now in terms of the projects I have on my table, as soon as I knock a couple off, I'm definitely this is going to be the first pool that I come to for a producer to produce more projects. Um, and I'm not the only one involved in the festival that that is a producer. Um, so that's our full-time job. We don't really sleep much. All right, uh- well, before we you know, take a break, do you guys have you know website? You know, people can contact you on Facebook or Twitter or somewhere. Sure, people yeah, you know, daily interaction. With yeah, you. yeah, Twitter. You can follow us at Phila Indie, P H I L A I N D I E, Phila Indie. Um, hashtag is uh, P I five. PIF, P-I-F-F, Philadelphia Independent Film Festival, and UFF, Underground Film Forum. Uh, And Take Action News is TAN, capital T, capital A, capital N, or lowercase. Uh, In any level there, you can follow us on Twitter, um, Facebook, it's Take Action News, and Facebook for uh, the Philadelphia Independent Film Festival is Phila Indie as well. So uh, we're all over Facebook. We've actually been on Facebook and Twitter now probably longer than anybody in the film business in this town um, for at least four-plus years at this stage of the game. We've got great presence on there, so feel free to post in the group or the page on Facebook, get some reaction, get some talent. Uh, I also want to add real quick, too, is that we're members of the Philadelphia Producers Association. The Philadelphia Producers Association is a group of about 40 people that get together a couple bucks pitch films people come in and pitch film it's kind of a winner take all mentality everybody puts up a couple hundred bucks during that pitch so there's pretty significant funds on the table somebody's looking to get a you know a little bit of seed capital uh, so that's a Philadelphia Producers Association definitely check that out on Facebook um, and uh, yeah I mean we're on you know Philadelphia Independent Film Festival has a blog we have a Tumblr page I mean we've had everything out there for a long time so it's kind of hard to miss us hopefully you can <laughs> uh, you can check out my website it's productions HD so productions plural HD.com uh, the name of my company is harmonic distortion productions um, my Facebook tag is art equals happiness as well as other tags if you know what I'm saying street people so uh, you can see me that way Um, and 
that's about it. But I'll be basically chained to the First Unitarian Church tomorrow, or basically yeah. for the next week. So, uh, but any, you can uh, holla at me. Yeah, holla. Just post on the page too, like, hey, Steve or Ben, give us a call, and you know, it's really our, our interface here is important to us. I mean, we answer our calls, we answer our emails. You know, we're not above anything or below anything in our minds. You know, we're just all trying to make a living here and produce good quality film, music, and you know, be involved in the political governance process out there and in our own way sort of create an interesting uh, crossroads between them all. I have one last thing I want to mention about the festival too. Um, kind of to add to, I don't know, having fun and creating art. We have a carnival that's going to be traveling around venue to venue with us. Um, it's curated by Gabriel Vasquez, who is... Uh, the art director of the fest. The art director of the fest. Um, and he's also the, the guy who I'm working on with Nobodies. Um, we're going to be... Sunday night, we're going to be down in the basement of the church having a really incredible carnival. But throughout the fest, you'll see buskers, performers... Um, of all degrees and calibers at all of our venues, along with uh, the Pink Herifer, which is a all-woman dance company, and they're going to be traveling, dancing from venue to venue. So, on that note, yo, and they're beautiful. They're beautiful and talented, and they're also helping us kind of organize the whole carnival portion. Uh, a busker? A busker is like uh, anybody who's out here in Rittenhouse playing. So, speaking of that, if you're a busker and you want to come perform, just do it. Grab your stuff, come out, and uh, and we're there. We're, but, uh, well, you guys like to hang around with us, you know, talk a few topics, you know. Yeah, it'd be great, we're, man. We're, we're live in Rittenhouse Square. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah it's right beautiful. Rittenhouse Square. Mm-hmm. You know, next to the shirtless guy. Where's all the bike messages at? Yeah. But other than that, we'll be right back. <laughs> It ain't for everybody. Welcome to Hollywood, baby. Take a picture. Uh huh. Coming with. Let's not even talk about it. Let's do it. Let's go. Uh huh. I see your jealousy as you watch me. I see you watching me, baby. You watch me. It's all good. It's kind of sexy. I love it. How you watching? Uh huh. You watching? I see your face. I see your face. To the crib. Let's chop it up. Tonight you're, Tonight you're gonna be a superstar, a baby. Let's get into it. You're blinded by the action. You need that. You're blinded by the action. You need that. Come on. Paparazzi spots me in the lobby of my high rise. Behind my shades, cause the fame is blind in my eyes My God, I know how I see eyes Once I felt when he was eyes high As I have got, I have got to make this stop People often warn me that the fame ain't for the vein of heart It'll change those Said they had love for you into strangers When your thing starts to change reaction Locomotion like when a train departs Stranger, things have happened Rapping, stacking, platinum, plaquing Born in Brooklyn, got a place in Manhattan Going back to Brooklyn to escape the madness where your friends is Chris and Gwyneth And your girl is more famous Than you finish It's time to get all your windows tinted Keep your eyes squinting It's gonna flash any minute The music biz is like musical chairs it's about where you're standing When the music starts spinning And I'm Lights. 
your planet bother You need that Sixer, A-lister, you're in the midst of the ride of your life, but you gotta keep them hits up. Can't put your guard down, gotta keep your mitts up. Take a sip, sir. It's so intoxicating, ain't it? Try not to get jaded. Hollywood's been good to you. Starting to feel like buzz to you. Don't lie, gone fly. You addicted to the lights without the fame. How you gonna survive? It's like living on heroin. You so high. And everybody's wanting Become what you once despised James Dean, John Belushi Blow your whole life trying to live in the lights Heroines following Marilyn Hopping over the edge just like Janis Joplin River Phoenix, Jimi Hendrix, Jimmy Morrison All them ended by Hollywood Thank God for Hollywood Hollywood Sure you want this baby Hollywood It's the most addictive drug in the world Want the fame Want the lights Out yet, but now you got like rappers going to con and, and 
South Pass. We got South rappers West. going to the Philly and Benefil. Big time. Exactly. You see? We yeah. Got, so we got, got Stephen Josie coming down. Yeah. You know, this Saturday night it's okay. his first film. You know, he produced Mob Deep, Wu Tang, and he just put out a film. So he'll be down here. I mean, everybody makes any you know anybody in entertainment in our mind who is capable of working yeah. in some level. The question is, is there you know you're going to put out a good film or not? Well, yeah. So you know, but I think to maybe answer your question is that film festivals sort of solve that void. You know, so if you make a film as an indie filmmaker and you submit it to 30 film festivals and nobody accepts it, I think you're in a position to think, well, maybe I should do something different. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> Not necessarily get out of the business, but, you know, at least be self-reflective in some level. Uh, you know, figure out what you can do better or take, take the advice and, uh, and, you know, update your film or fix it or change it, add time, delete it, edit scenes, get new talent. Uh, depends. Most people in the indie film business are exhausted in terms of resources and energy when the film is quote-unquote done. Oh, it's very difficult for an indie <laughs> filmmaker to actually walk back into a movie after the fact as opposed to like a big studio which clearly has the resources to do something like that. Yeah. So, 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 so like within the past five years, what do you think about the change in film festivals? And what's the, uh, the difference uh, between the like the, uh, the majorly known worldwide film festivals mm -hmm. and the Philadelphia uh, Independent Film Festival as it's on its New York rise now? All right, well, thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> I think, you know, look, we had a film screen in Cannes, and I think it was in 2006, and... Um, We've been to the different big festivals out there, and I've traveled to these festivals. Um, you know, I think there's a big difference now is that between 2007 or 8 and now, even though in 2007 everybody was saying everybody can make a movie, now everybody can make a movie in HD. And I think that's a big difference than five years ago when everybody was in SD, standard def. So, you know, suddenly the quality to me from a visual standpoint, not necessarily the craftsmanship or the technology not, or something. Not only that, the, the, the ability to edit it. Yeah, right um, on your laptop. You know, you know. that plugins like Magic Bullet, you know what I mean? Um, now you click a button and you have a film feel. look. Yeah, a cinematic feel that, yeah. that cost like... Twenty to a hundred thousand dollars five years ago. That you would have had to send the film out to make that effect. That now is like a plug-in in Final Cut Pro, and it looks awesome. And not to mention the fact that film itself was so expensive. You know, so part of it, what we're talking about is the closing and the change of an industry. I mean, this yeah. the, the, yeah. this amazingness, the stuff that we're talking about is cool, but I mean, it shut down Kodak. Yeah. It like yeah, put it went bankrupt, belly up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally belly up. And I think what one one thing that I'm seeing with all this stuff is what independent means in terms of film production. Now 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 Fox Searchlight has an independent thing. Originally that's not independent. <laughs> it is they right, can't yeah. be independent yeah, right. if it's attached to Fox. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, oh that's like having well, there's a debate. There's a debate. Uh, believe me, running an independent film festival, the huge debate is, you know, what is an independent film? And and let's let's make this clear. I mean, our approach to independent film is, you know, essentially people working, people making films. So, you know, if Forrest Whitaker wants to put together his buddies and they go make a film that's off Hollywood, you know, it's him and, you know, whoever his people are, he just happens to know some of the most famous people that could shoot, edit. Is that an independent film? 
Yeah, I think it is. You know, it's somebody who went out of the big studios, went out of, you know, like a studio model, put their muscle in, their money, their time, their effort, asked their friends to do stuff on spec or cheap or whatever it is, and made a film. We have a film like that right now called um, True Bromance, which has Adrian uh, Grenier, the dude from Entourage. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, uh, what's that guy's name from HBO? Um, Ed... I'm gonna I'm gonna find it out. It stars. You're gonna love this people because I'm sure a lot of people in our generation. It stars the older brother in Home Alone, the dude with the firecrackers and the yeah, dude. It stars him. This movie is so funny. It's about it's about him and his best friend. His best friend supports him as he goes to D.C. to profess his love for Condoleezza Rice. Well, the great thing is, is that she's in the movie. No, she, oh, she is. is. Oh, she is. Oh, she appears oh, in the movie, so oh, you're gonna have to see it. She's which so is much cooler when she's not a politician. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Right? She's gonna do with almost wanted to go find Kyle right. Yeah, it's just the whole Republic, the elephant thing, brings you down. Yo, speaking of the elephant thing, did you guys see the uh, new Jay-Z Kanye video for No Church in the Wild? Yeah, yeah. Holy crap! Yes, man. The cinematography and that Everything. Yeah. Yes. Well, they're shooting these music videos like film now. Uh, music videos, as, as far as I'm concerned, and I'm sure Steve agrees, have always been short films. Yeah. Always. I mean, they've always been. I mean, I mean, you look at Michael Jackson thriller. Right. I mean, come on. And then, well, and then, that and then, yeah, fully, but then, but then the last couple years with the development of the 7D, you had all these music videos coming out. There was just some dude walking around a park rapping, you know what I mean? And it's like. Like Where's the art better. there, yeah, man? It, it, it right. looks better. Yes, it's more crisp. Yes, but Still there's no. Better. I have a videographer that, that I work with, Zach, and Zach always says, like, I'll do a video, I'll do anybody's video, as long as we're not standing in front of some projects or we're not standing in front of right. like, a, uh, like a fire escape or some graffiti <laughs> in the background, or some graffiti, or some graffiti, or somebody if there's a blank wall and you spray graffiti on it. Pop honeys, man. That's what, yo. That's what got me out of that for a while. Really like, we need some, we need some really. There's an artist some I work that with. Stuff works though, you know. Yeah, sometimes. I think a lot of that stuff, like, like makes sense depending on the lyrics. You know, it's, it's all about the lyrics. Just like a film, it's all about the writing. You know, it really is. I mean, there's other pieces. Going really quick. Going back. Uh, I just got it. 5.15 at the Sanctuary or at the Franklin Institute on Saturday is True Bromance. Great film. Really Great awesome. Film. Really, really hysterical. Really awesome. And that that's an indie film. No. It's no, a totally it's the, at the IMAX. IMAX theater. Oh, that's an IMAX. Yeah. IMAX. Um, <laughs> Back to the IMAX. Is that True Bromance. <laughs> but, um... Alright, so, so... Did we answer the question about film festivals, though? Yeah. I think it's important. Well, yeah, and I want to go back to that for a second, because... Here's another thing you're seeing with these film festivals. Like, people say Sundance is indie. Like, like Ben said before, like, you're not getting in the door with without a grand and without some serious, serious connection. You're not getting in the door with it. Um, and a lot of the films that go to Sundance already have some backdoor contract deals. 
So they're inherently the opposite of independent. Um, There's also uh, a film festival in Philadelphia, which happens to sound a lot like our festival, minus the indie, that screened Transformers last year. You know, because so so I think one difference is. You have film festivals that are trying to get people that are that are almost like pop-up movie theaters yeah. where they're trying to get butts in seats exactly. and not support the filmmakers exactly. or not put out groundbreaking films or, you know, screen a first-time filmmaker. And that's one thing you're going to see in our fest is some of these films are super indie. You might watch them the first time and be like, man, this is crap. If you're going with the mindset of a blockbuster film. But when you're realizing that this is some dude who could be your brother, who, like, poured his blood and guts into it, it's like, holy crap, this is an incredible film. The film festival is more so about the storytelling, the plot, the writing, you know, they got... It's about the style, too, though. Emphasis into, you know, conveying this this story they want to tell, you know, that's coming from, you know, this piece of paper that came from their mind. It's not about the act. To, you know, the audience. So it's not necessarily, like I said, about the act or about making them a blockbuster. So even for this shit, like, I look past that. I want to see more so what is this story about. Like you said, the one story about the romance is like, that's an excellent story. It's hilarious. That's hilarious. I want to see what it's about. I don't care what quality. I want to see what kind of is. Yeah, she is hilarious, man. It's the greatest. True brilliance. It's not my film. You're going to have to watch it. (laughs) Saturday at 5.15 at the Franklin Institute. But um, just like you said about Sundance, I don't care how how independent a film is, how indie it is. But if George Clooney's in the film, it's not independent. I'm not. I'm, well, let's. I, say, I, I don't know. Straight. I don't know. Yeah, I, I disagree. Saying, yeah. Because like, because yeah. True Bromance, they have they have the dude from Entourage. They have like these really big, true. pretty big but actors. Not, but guess what? He's not a movie actor. He's not George Clooney. He's a big deal. Yeah. Like if if somebody else, if a studio was going to put him in a movie, <laughs> if a studio, oh, Aquaman. That's if, if a studio was going to make Aquaman with him right now okay it would cost them a lot of money I guarantee you when he did True Romance he did it because he was boys with the guy and, and it wasn't a lot of money that is independent and, 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 and going back to independent again it's it's these films are not made because some guy has two million dollars and busted out of his ass these films are made because people come together under the belief of the idea of what the film is and that is the independent film festival that is every single film that we have in this festival and we look you know look at the end of the day too you know our festival definitely screens films like we have a few films that are in progress that we're going to put up so we'll give a private screening people can come in we'll we'll, um, galvanize the underground film forum so people come in and feed back right to that filmmaker so we're going to bring all these filmmakers from around the world put them into this forum from a a global audience you don't get that at film festivals number one but another key thing is that in, in, in our festival at least is that we definitely screen films that we might think the acting is so stand, stand out that maybe the sound design just didn't work or something. So few of these films are definitely going to be in a position where there may be some, like a real film house might think these are not completed. So, you know, we definitely are not looking for just, like, the, the bottom line, most complete film. We're looking for people who are really pushing their ideas and that can carry through from start to finish. 
And that's that's a lot of times we see these films fail most miserably. Thank you. Please take one. Um, fail most miserably. You'll watch a film for an hour and twenty minutes, and then the last ten minutes falls apart. Yeah, yes. absolutely I'll falls apart. I've had that happen. Kills me to watch that stuff. But here's my thing. And I can assure you, none of the films that we screen will fall apart at the end. Yeah, you might debate that with us, but that's there's definitely elements of an independent film criteria that we have at least, and one of them is that the story's got to make sense from start to finish. And and we had a film. I'm not going to mention any names but we had a film uh, that because of the ending it didn't make it in and the, we the underground film forum we're not here to trash people but we are gonna put out what our what our opinion is and this filmmaker got really upset at us for well, stating that opinion and yeah well that's what it comes down to they had a distribution deal they you know from what they said they didn't want to you know submit it to a festival mm -hmm. they submitted to us thinking like you know they have this distribution they're kings they're ready to roll life's good and then we send it back and we we didn't even really reject it, I should say. We sent it back with an idea on how to make it better. And they went off. They, they withdrew the film and you know, carried They're on. They're trashing us everybody, openly you know, right now. We are and we're not going to trash them, but you know that's who you big, are. Yeah. No, but that's the game, you know. When you talk about film festivals, that's the game you're going to play. You're going to hand somebody 50 bucks in a film, and you're going to hopefully, hopefully have people watch it, you know, in this forum concept. And then when you get the feedback, you have to be, you know, and that's deal. and there's a lot going back to the festival. There's a lot of films that don't give you that feedback. Film right. festivals, you know, I've had my I, I put my stuff in a lot of film festivals, and I rarely got feedback from them. And well, even if it was bad, I mean, it's hard though. It's hard. I mean, we received over 350 films, so yeah. you know, how much can we really respond back? And we obviously couldn't get to everyone. Although, and we have actually um, discussed um, doing the film forum live. Uh, in the future so if we pop that film in we would actually blog that live and live audio it and then have the podcast after the fact so the filmmaker can hear the discussion in the forum group so yeah that's great. yeah so well, I think everybody just heard a business deal on the table and we'll shake one it's, it's a, I can tell you right now. Um, beneficial it's super beneficial. I mean, what do you got to lose? You know, you heard it here first. You already paid us fifty bucks to submit the film. You know, and you get nothing back More except the rejection. Exactly. But I would say a lot of filmmakers take these projects to heart. You got to remember, these filmmakers are putting everything into this film. Everything they have. Everything they have, and that's they, again getting back to sort of the indie concept. You know, the DIY concept. And then you come back and you reject that film. For some people, it is completely the most difficult like situation they're going to deal with. So a lot hard, of filmmakers man. are okay with the rejection letter because they got into this fest over there. So, you know, what do these guys know over there? But if you start seeing this blog live, this stuff blog live... Um, the issue is liability, you know, and things like this. You know, if you have a distribution deal, our suggestion to people is if you have a distribution deal is don't submit it to Film Fest. Don't even, don't even think of submitting it to a film festival if you have a distribution deal um, because you might not hear what you want. And the last thing you need is to have us blog live that the film is something that could use this and we're not going to reject and we're going to reject the film. So if you're worried about your distributor hearing that, then uh, I would say if you pick up a distribution deal, 
stopped submitting the that's, festivals. That's another difference, too. too. Back to the difference between our festival and others. And there are other festivals out there that are like us. Of course. But we don't have uh, premiere requirements, which is a right. big way that these festivals operate, is if you've shown your film publicly anywhere, you can't even submit it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. And we don't have that. So if you've... if if now, it, it works better for the festival to have a premiere, obviously. Right. So we do have some premieres, but it isn't a requirement of our festival. We have films that were made that were completed two years ago that they just submitted that have had small runs in theaters and stuff like that, and we still brought them into ours. Yeah, it's like if you screen a film in Wyoming, you know, in California, you know, why... why even New York City. Even New York City. I mean, how many people in Philadelphia even know it exists? You know, it's like the famous saying, if the tree falls in the woods, nobody's there, you know? It didn't make any sound. Like, if you make a movie and screen it in New York and nobody from Philadelphia was there, does anybody in Philly know it exists? Chances are they don't, and uh, it's a great film. So we're going to play a little game called Love It or Hate It. So we're going to name a movie sequel, and you give us your honest opinion, and just say Love It or Hate It. Okay? Who wants to go first? Uh, I'll play one up. Die Hard 2. Love it. Two? Love it. Hate it. Hate it? Hate it? Yeah. Die Hard 2. He's been saying he hates Die Hard 2. No, that's a vengeance. Die Hard 2 was when he's in an airport. FYI, people, there's no basement under airport. Yeah, there's no basement under and, and also, there's no way you can blow up a plane that's leaking fuel with by you know with a lighter. Like that would not happen in history. So Bruce yeah. Willis can. Yeah, Bruce Willis can do it. Ninety percent of all those movies. All right. Oh, I got a good one. Oh, I got a good one. You know they're remaking uh, a Total Recall. Yeah. Uh, uh, what do you think about that? Well. Let's just, just say, <laughs> yeah, 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 I didn't see the previews. Let me just tell you, though, when I saw Total Recall, I thought that was one of the coolest yes. sci-fi flicks I had yes. seen, yes. you know, and even to the sort of campy look on Mars at the yeah, end, you know, exactly. where you know he's in Which some film? green screen Total Recall. Oh, yeah. I mean, a classic. Yeah, the question is, do you remake it? Yeah, because they put Colin Farrell in it. Like, I'm just like, well, let's see, that's the ringers. Like, I like Colin Farrell, <laughs> yeah, so it's like... Have you seen him, Bruce? In the middle of the summer. Okay, have you seen him, Bruce? In Philly. So What's in Philly? Have you guys seen him, Bruce? Great film. I gotta see it. Lobster movie in Bruce. It's like a. That's great. That that's what got me back on the phone with Colin Farrell. Okay. <laughs> he said, "What? Yeah." Okay. But that's not a sequel. Or, I mean, that's, that's a remake. It's totally different. Okay. A Back to the Future Three. Oh, Eat shit and die, oh, mother. Really? Excellent way to just to show the move. Although technically, elements of three was in two. So exactly. Like, they were saying like when whenever they sat down and wrote this movie, uh, they, what was the writers movie with genius? Yeah. They knew how to write, you know, this time and exactly. space and like. So yeah, elements of three was already in two and maybe one. But yeah, I hate. I, I'm not going to say Alright, Najee has one. Right, go ahead. Next Friday. Uh, Next Friday? I don't know. I think I, it was alright. It was I, never heard of it. It was alright. <laughs> I, 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 I give Ice Cube a pass because he's Ice Cube, but 
to a certain extent, it's just like Day Day just wasn't next smoking. Friday, yeah, Friday yeah. afternoon. Yeah, issue. exactly. He's just not he like just he's not Chris Tucker. And, and, and Mike Epps is, is he never going to be Chris Tucker. You're talking about Ice Cube. No, Pinky about. man, Pinky was great yeah, in yeah, two Pinky though. Pinky was funny. Yeah. Pinky was and funny. that that Pinky was a plus. The uh, yeah. the ATM scene was brilliant. <laughs> <dude. laughs> Wait, is Little Joker in Friday after next? No, oh, no. Ne- next Friday. Next Friday, no more locked doors. All right, all right. Wired. All right, I did kind of like that. Okay. All right, all right. Name another one. Like yeah. Yeah, 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 Men in like Men in Black two and three. All right, Men in Black two because of the chick. Yeah, I didn't like that. Really? Who was the villain? Who was the villain? I'm on. The woman did. Yeah. Uh, I like the franchise. Oh I yeah. Like, you know, I like the whole. Uh, I see. Know, I thought it was great. I love like their idea, time yeah. sequences. Exactly. Going back in time and exactly. you know just that the whole way they played that off. And, yeah, it was perfect. And I like the so funny. The bookends funny. of all of the whole series too. They always throw in this kind of like deep question of who we are in the universe exactly. that they begin it with for the credits. And yeah, end so it with. End, yeah. And that's something that I love about film, and a lot of people don't know, like, what you play before the credits, it's called a cold open. Yeah. And for me, a lot of times, I can make or break a film for me. Yeah, I can. have one film that, that has a cold open, um, Space Odyssey 2001. Oh. Right before oh. it comes on, it has, like, just, like, the orchestra playing, yeah, yeah. and then the opening title comes on, it's, like, instant That's classic. That's but, classic. Have you, does, has anyone, uh, have you guys done this? If you take Pink Floyd's Echoes and play it along with two, it's not like the Wizard of Oz thing. They actually really did that because they were working with Kubrick and they were going to score it. So Echoes, if you play Echoes from, I forget exactly where it is, Google it, but if you play Echoes with 2001 Space Odyssey, it sinks to the T and it is unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, I gotta try it. Check that out. Screw that that Wizard of Oz thing is for the one with Deer Crossing. Hate it. Next. I have a alright, I have a joint one. I have a uh, Rush Hour Rush Hour three and X-Men. Hate it. Hate it, hate it. Hate it, hate it. Okay, Rush yeah. Hour, I was like, whatever. I yeah, mean, because it's, it's just like it got to, got to, too tired. to a certain extent. It's like, like okay, okay, you like, still don't understand the way it's coming. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like you chose this yeah. over making another Friday movie. Like, alright, they paid you more, but still, like, what the hell? Artistic integrity. I thought the X-Men, though, were great. I loved this. All three? Yeah. No, I don't like Wolverine. I liked Wolverine. Like, I hate I hate the third one because I'm a huge X-Men fan and yeah. it's like well, they I just like messed the with it too much just, they disrespected they dis- the original story yeah, they, yeah. they disrespected yeah. the, the, what Brian Singer was trying to do with you know, the whole franchise like Brent Brandon came on and he just threw like shit in there like, alright <laughs> so I'm just gonna throw this person in. I'm gonna throw this story in there gonna- yeah, where the hell was Gambit like all this time there's no Gambit and then yeah. Gambit pops up out of nowhere yeah. and I get for five minutes hey, you know what my favorite X-Men yo you guys are gonna argue with me on this. Wait, I'll, I'll, let's finish the X-Men first, and then I'm going to say some controversial. Alright, well, the thing is with the X-Men is that as a guy who read and grew up grew up reading all those comics yes. from the new X-Men at number 94, 93 on, when said Blackhawk dies, yes. that's like the big switchover till, you know, now, till these movies, 
there's no way that they can mimic that series at yeah. any level. I mean, there are always sort of mutants and different X people in there, so I think that they had that in their head. They're like, whoa, you know, this is how it was done. So maybe that's where, you know, as an X-Men follower, yeah. you know, but like just watching it from the film standpoint, you know, from the comic to the film, uh, I, I thought it was great. I mean, it's good entertaining film, you know. I didn't see it as anything more. I wasn't looking for the deepness, you know, the Wolverine film, for example. You know, Wolverine was never my favorite character. Mm -hmm. I mean, it definitely wasn't, you know, but he obviously became the most popular character of the crew and whatever. (laughs) But I just think from a film standpoint, like going to the theater, watching a movie, you know, it's like Prometheus. Like, you know, I I went and saw it and and I'm just excited to, you know, go see Prometheus, which I haven't seen. But, you know, watching the Alien trilogy go on and then this one happened. All the way through. All the way through. Alien. Are we gonna? Are we gonna get into four this? Was like the, the worst one. The first yeah. two, off the chain. Like the the one with uh, oh, I forgot the director name. He did seven. Oh my god. They they was, oh, um, yes, David Fincher. It was weird. It was dark. It was first of all, why is she like the only woman on prison plan? <laughs> Well, and wasn't she? How did she get pregnant again? There was like a whole thing with the pregnancy that was just such a plot hole. Yeah, it was like, dude, are you the Virgin Mary? Like, what's going on here? That was the whole thing. It was was weird. I couldn't do it. An alien versus predator. Yeah, that was hard. Great video game, man. But that's a whole different vibe. They make it like right. Like what the hell? Why? I thought it was entertaining too. Why is it so funny? It's not supposed to be funny. Like, Freddy Jason was hilarious. Yeah, it was hilarious. Like, why is it funny? That's that's funny. Well, because, you know, Freddy was scary. Those, yeah. those films were scary. Yeah. You know, coming yeah. in and out of your dreams. You yes. know, you lay down at night, you're thinking, <laughs> yeah. you're yeah. thinking Already. that. Yeah. But I'll be right. Yeah. Yeah. I got... Call the Wolverine. I got... scary movies like that anymore. Like, where you're still scared. You do with the Saw stuff, and, you know, it I went in it it got a little more intense I, I'm going to say something gory. that is probably going to make people not want to come to the festival because I'm part of it Dark Knight hate it I'm out let me let me explain myself no now I think it was incredible the last 45 minutes I do not think belonged in that movie I don't know why they killed Two-Face right away okay and it had all this amazing stuff going on but then yeah but they were trying to like fit it in there they killed Scarecrow in that one movie they they came in for like four and a half minutes it was the same movie it was the same movie. No, he, he did. He just got arrested. Yeah. Got oh yeah, that's right. He's got arrested. But, but yeah, still, I, I thought they killed him. Here's my thing. Yeah. I loved it all the way up to the scene. All the way up to the scene in, um, like, right when Two Face becomes Two Face. From there on out, I was like, "Why are you doing this?" It was such a beautiful. Yeah, it was such a beautiful transition into him. We knew him as Harvey Dent beforehand. And now you're just gonna like I wanted a whole movie with Two Face, you know what I mean? Not just like some quick twenty minute thing where he kidnaps the hot chick and then everybody saves the day. It's my day. Like I always I argue with him a lot about this. Everyone say, "Oh, Two Face is dead." I'm like, he fell from a second story. No, but he was burning and he blew up too. Didn't no, no, he, <laughs> this is after he burned and blew up. Like he fell with Batman. Like, Whatever. At the end, they had a memorial. I, that's bullshit. Fall from a second story. I want you to go up to that tree and fall right down. 
do it. You die. Do it. We'll put it on the. Hold on, yeah. Let's put up the webcat, the web, the web video real quick. I'm gonna put on my iPhone for that shit. Yeah, man. We'll tell everybody. But uh, if I die. Well, then you're right. Then you're right. Then you're right. We're wrong. We'll say that at the funeral, like yo, he turned out to be right. That would be on your tombstone. I was right. I was right. So any more of sequels? Scorpion King. Hated it. Was that the mummy one? Yeah. I didn't like really any. Yeah. The original ones were awesome. The first one. The first one was cool. The mummy two, Scorpion King two, they all suck. You know, make a difference. They all suck. But all the original, like Boris Karloff and those like original mummy movies, were awesome. How about how about how about the originals, man? How about Rocky and Rambo? Let's break it down. I hate Rocky. Last Rocky. I need to look at. I watched one of Rocky. That movie sucked. Recent, recent one? The recent one? Yeah. From Rocky 1 to 4? Rambo? I've never seen any of them. I can tolerate Rambo. Especially 1. All the way through? Not all. So great. Like, the action That was an independent film. Yes. You can probably find that on YouTube. them off. And they made an excellent movie. He won an Oscar. Did he win an Oscar for the first one? Yeah, he did. I've never seen any of the Rockies. What? No. It's worthy. <laughs> it's worthy, especially the first one. I mean, it's just yeah. a great I mean, it's film. like you see it on TV, and, and it's, it's Philly, man. I mean, oh, damn. Like, I'm change the channel. <laughs> but not even that. It's like Sylvester Stallone at. In Rocky Six, he looks sick. Like he looks old and sick. It looks like he's 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 he looks like he had a stroke or something. I'm like, Maybe because he probably had a stroke. He's well, he must have had a secret stroke because I didn't know about it. It's, he's old enough for all those things at <laughs> the same time. <laughs> He's beat up in every movie. He's like, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's punch drunk from acting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, okay, guys. We're going to shut this down. We're going to break real quick. Come right back for our last uh, side. He said. The Hall of Tyler Perry sequels suck. Yeah, I was about to say. Jay Douglas out. Hall of Tyler Perry movies. Medea's family. I know, like, I'm sure they all connect together. Yes, Medea gets a job. Medea needs to get divorced. I can't wait for Medea to go to hell. That's the one I will go. Medea goes to hell. I'm there. We're back. I want y'all to see this like film. Seasick on production. Nas on the boat. Lots of fog at night, red brake lights The freeway beside a restaurant Cold egg white sat on my plate like 3 a.m. This is a spot frequented by some made men I'm high on hemp, a fly old pimp just walked in His suit was soft skin He woke me up from some of the thoughts I'm lost in What fame does a niggas Change love to bitterness Friends to fiends for the audience Screams ridiculous Jumped up, paid my tab, got in my bins and went To my old housing tenement Visit my old friends Some show love and some are envious Some got the heart of gold, some venom at times I wanna go back to being penniless Ignorance is bliss, I love being innocent uh, But life's got me on the fence again And all is real, so all worth mentioning I can press pause or fast forward past the hardness Visions written bring words to life like From Mossbergs to golf clubs, ninth hole, the white rose, the life I chose. Bandana over the eye, Dior sandals, car doors rise with no touching the handles. 
Capiche? Capri salads on beaches and islands. Far from police sirens. At least for a weekend. Then it's back to the streets creeping. I like to make a free toast of champagne on behalf of this nigga speaking. Uh. Add a splash of the Seagrams, roll a hash for my world-renowned goons this evening. As I circle the table like Babe Ruth, Louisville slugger in my grip for a fake dude. Back to the brain with brute force, splatter my cream, a lawsuit. They hit me with lawsuit. I slip in your whore coop, your bitch hate you worth the hate suits. Bet you never knew she too gay and play with a gay crew. OGs hate to make way for the new. Young niggas want polo, ain't fucking with J. Crew. It's safe to say I was once young and innocent, but look what I know now is all worth mentioning. Like 
like a dead body burned on the mantelpiece That's why I try not to lie and wax like a scandal grease And I beast a little nigga, cooler than antifreeze Defrost on your window pane, Lil Wayne But in Hollywood it's little rain, don't make me numb So that's why I got a prenum, I do Starts off like a small town marriage Lovely wife and life, baby carriage Now all the stars have cars Give a fuck if you like me, you know I don't If she ain't got a good head on her, leave that hoe alone If she do got some good head on her, let her sing a song D is for what I serve, I don't be on no curb She ain't no junkie neither, I ain't no dope dealer But she keep coming back, three stacks must be some crack Put that pipe in her lap, she ain't know how to act Now that I've got your undivided attention I'm gonna say this and run, under condition one Promise me you gon' stack, promise me you gon' ball Promise me you'll invest, three-fourths of it all For what, so you Kids, kids, kids can have some cheese Can't get with it, get, 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 get Get on your knees, cause wealth is the word yep. Richest round the corner from the curb Don't like what I write, shoot me your bird Tenth grade, the way was paid for me and Dre to create Like Dr. Frankenstein, the arts and crafts Now could we make a, a difference? Antoine Patton and Andre Benjamin Benjamin for you crabbing Rap niggas and journalists that's quick to misprint Public and private business Then retract back for deaf ears and think it's dismissed Part two, the sequel, all new cast This ain't the same gang of nerds on the Internet slandering your name behind that screen name. They're lame and their life is pretty plain. Eminems with no nuts won't show up face to face. Straight bitch made like puppies on the nipples of a mutt. Address it on a case by case basis like the judge. What about the lying asshole trying to plot? All these niggas on the block who want the queen. Nigga, please. But even she can walk, we'll miss a wing on fake it. But God don't make mistakes, must be something bigger. Wait, it starts off like a small town marriage. Lovely wife and life. But you hate me at the same time Lights, camera, action, it's game time Do you take this here as your lovely wife? To love her and cherish her for all your life? I solemnly swear to dare share and take you there And me and you together, baby, we a lucky pair It's been a long time, we walk a thin line Others say they got you, but you've been mine As I sit back and watch all the cat fights Domestic violence, is that right? But you love the dog, gave me the spotlight And now I'm going up, showing up, blowing up I never ever thought that we were separated all But you played me like a game of football Used to feed me, need me, dress me Now it's so messy, straight cut out and left me Hollywood divorce All the fresh styles always start off as a good little hood thing Look at blues, rock, jazz, rap Not even talking about music, everything else too by the time I reach Hollywood, it's over. But it's cool. We just keep it going, make new shit. Take our game, take our name. Give us a little fame, and then they kick us to the curb. That's a cold thing. Huh.